Right now on Truth Today, we're going to be discussing the UN Israeli delegation wearing the yellow star. Also, our main topic, college campuses, Marxist and Muslim mobilization facilities. How do we get to this point? Lord Jesus, come soon. That and much more right now on Truth Today. Well, thank you for joining us today on Truth Today. This is Pastor Sharam Hayden with Truth and Love Ministry. We're so glad you can be with us on our program. Um, folks, uh, this program is committed to speaking the truth in love, as is the calling of our ministry, to speak the truth in love, to equip the body of Christ for the work of the ministry, which includes um, exposing, correcting, and then equipping. So first we must expose the works of darkness, then we must bring correction, especially to the body of Christ, and then finally we must equip the body of Christ to go out and fulfill the work of the ministry to advance the kingdom of God, to make the, the name of Jesus Christ known throughout the entirety of the world, and to share the good news in preparation for the coming of the Lord. Um, we are committed to doing all of those things. And I know that sometimes our shows may seem like they're more focused on just exposing darkness, uh, but it's for the purpose of correction and for the purpose of equipping. Because ultimately, you can't correct unless you expose, and you can't equip until you correct. And so, uh, because we know that in the last days, there will be great deception great deception, off-the-charts deception. In fact, when Jesus was asked the question in Matthew 24, Lord, what will be the signs of your coming and the end of the age? The very first thing he says is, take heed that no one deceives you, for many will come in his name, many false Christs and false spirits. And so therefore, we are dealing with a deception that is off the charts. We are dealing with a deception that is so demonic and so satanic and so evil that even the elect could be deceived, as the Bible says, unless the days were cut short. And so we must pray that God, in one sense, would um, keep the days going so that as many people as possible can, can hear the good news and receive the gospel of Jesus Christ. But at the same time, we must pray that the, the Lord will cut these days short because I'm so concerned for the level of deception, uh, especially within the body of Christ. So this morning, I wanted to cover, uh, actually first, let's just uh, uh, go through our, our quick plugs. Um, sorry, driving. you can come back. Uh, just go to our website, tillministry.com. The reason I mention that is because we just sent out a newsletter this morning. If you don't get our newsletters, you can sign up for our email newsletters also, our events calendar is there. We have a huge upcoming trip, come, uh, a huge trip upcoming uh, that is in Western Washington, North Idaho, or the, I guess the order is North Idaho, Western Washington. So please check out our events calendar. We have 11 speaking engagements in eight days. So please pray for me <laughs> that uh, at 52 years old, that I will have the stamina and the energy to go out and continue to fulfill the work of this ministry. Uh, take care of this ministry and take care of our family. Uh, so that's going to be coming up mid-November from the 11th to the 19th. 
So please, again, check out our events calendar. If you are in North Idaho or Western Washington, please check those dates out. We have multiple uh, topics, multiple events. Uh, check that out. Also, of course, our Rumble page. I want to encourage you, uh, if you guys have not subscribed, please click follow when you go to rumble.com slash Please click follow so that we can um, uh, build up our our subscriber list, our viewer list that helps us on Rumble. All right, uh, so today I want to get into uh, the topic of our, of our show today predominantly is college campuses. Uh, they are um, Marxist, Muslim indoctrination camps, but really more than just indoctrination, it is mobilization. It is not just the fact that we see over the last hundred years uh, the, the aspect of indoctrinating our, our young people, but these college campuses are now cesspools of Marxist and Muslim mobilization. The aspect of now creating an army, having an army of people that they can call upon and activate along with their paid organizers. What we've seen over our cities over the last three or four weeks with these so-called mobs, these mobs are not spontaneous. These mobs are not accidental. These mobs are well-organized. They're prepared. They're ready to roll out. They're given the call. Um, I, I suspect that there is an element within these mobs of all of these illegals that are in, into our nation all of these so-called uh, immigrants that are really illegal aliens. They are special, in, some of them are special interest aliens, which means that they are of, from nations that are uh, connected to Islamic terrorism. But we know that there is a very, very concentrated mobilization. Uh, I was just watching an episode of Tucker Carlson uh, last night or the night before that was, he, Tucker was presenting evidence that the entirety of the George Floyd case in Minneapolis, where those police officers were accused of murdering him, that you may or may not know this, but the autopsy report found that there was no asphyxiation there was no murder. There was no, um, basically, that this was a death that occurred because of his body giving out, because of fentanyl po poisoning. This is in the autopsy report. The prosecutor, um, presented, the, the, the coroner presented evidence. How come we're hearing about this three years later? How come we're hearing about this now after the so-called summer of love that not only destroyed American cities and killed tens of, maybe uh, dozens of people, caused billions and billions of dollars of damage, but also dramatically impacted the outcome of the 2020 election 
created the environment along with the pandemic of, of, of stealing our elections. And now we find out that the coroner, the inquest, the evidence shows that those police officers did not murder George Floyd. That there's no evidence that he suffocated. There's no evidence that there was damage to his neck. That he succumbed because of drug abuse and because of fentanyl poisoning. But that's not the narrative, correct? That's not the narrative that's accepted. And so they riled up young people and they go to these college campuses, these university campuses, as places of mobilizing. And this is not new. This has been going on for decades. The indoctrination the destruction, when you think about on American soil, when you think about our college campuses, the likes of Harvard, of Yale, of Princeton, of, of our major campuses where they were built upon a Christian foundation. They used to honor Christ. And they have become now places of godlessness, hopelessness, anger, violence, indoctrination, perversion. How did that happen? Well, it happened because when, and again, I've always said this to you guys, this ministry, we seek to be able to go to the root of the matter. I always wanna to go to the root of the issue. Lord, what is the root of the issue? Well, the root of the issue is, folks, that when we remove God from our culture and when we've removed God from our public places, then what happens is that there is a vacuum and there is a void and something has got to fill that void. If you, The same is true in our personal lives, right? If I remove God from my personal life, or if I have an absence of God in my personal life, something's got to fill those places. And when I believe upon Christ and accept his work on my behalf, the work of salvation, and now I'm justified, and now I'm supposed to be sanctified, that means that I want God to get rid of those places that are uh, within me that are a cesspool of lies and deception from my past. And I want him to fill those places with the Holy Spirit. Well, the, tr the, the opposite is true. If you again remove the places of truth, the places of righteousness, the places and, and, and the source, the source. When we removed the teaching of creation from our universities, our colleges, our schools, when we removed prayer, when we removed the Bible, when we removed the Ten Commandments, when we removed the moral foundation, then the sexual revolution came in. So then what happens? When those things are removed, now licentiousness comes in. And now you have a sexual revolution, and then you have the, the fact that we have, we have known that communists and Marxists and socialists have been at work for 
decades in this nation. This is not just recently. This has been in the works for decades. There's been a Marxist, socialist, communist underpinning. But then what happens is in the 1950s, you have the infiltration of a group called the Muslim Brotherhood. And the Muslim Brotherhood, which is uh, reborn out of the fall of the Islamic Caliphate. People say to me today, well, there's no Islamic Caliphate in the world. Well, that's not true. There is not a national Islamic Caliphate. There's not a regional Islamic Caliphate. It is now a global Islamic Caliphate. The idea that they want a world order. That is why in our brand new DVD, One World Religion Rising, which if, if you've not gotten a copy, please do so. Uh, the, the One World Religion Rising, I go through and I talk about uh, the fact that Islam has a global order, which then matches the globalists. One world government, one world economy, one world religion. Islam believes in all those things. Islam believes in global governance, global economy, and global religion. Under, of course, they believe it should be under Islam. And so the Muslim Brotherhood, when it was reborn in 1928 under the, this, this, this name called the Ikhwan, the Brotherhood. It was a globalist movement to establish the global caliphate, but not just in nation, 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 but throughout the entire world as one community that they call the Ummah, the community of Muslims. So in 1958 or 59, the Muslim Brotherhood that had been in Egypt, the Muslim Brotherhood that had been in uh, so-called Palestine, the Muslim Brotherhood that I mentioned last week had worked with the Nazis in World War II. Now they migrate out of the Middle East to America. And the very first organization that they founded on American soil was called the Muslim Student Association, MSAs. And the MSAs are on almost every major college and university campus in America. Now they're in, on, in high school campuses in America and throughout Canada, by the way. And they have made such a foothold and they work with the Marxist, communist, socialist on those college campuses. We call this, again, the red and green access. If you haven't heard me speak about this, red, Marxist, communist, socialist, globalist. Green, Islam, the Islamic movement. They work together. A little bit later in the show, I'm going to talk about the so-called Palestinian flag and the importance of the colors of that flag. There is significance in the colors of that flag, both to Muslims and, I think, prophetically. You're going to see it's very interesting. But... I want to share with you that this um, pretext of why we see our, again, if you joined us late, our show today is titled uh, College Campuses, a Cesspool of Marxist and Muslim Mobilization. The, 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 the back story spiritually is I go back to the story of Joshua and I go back to the story of Israel and I go back to the fact that 
God had shown himself very real to the generation of Joshua and they were in the promised land and they were they had seen God move miracle after miracle I don't mean just Jericho but God had been with them and walked with them into the promised land and had given them the land now that they are to occupy and yet the scripture tells us at the end of Joshua that when Joshua died in the judges, the very next generation, the very, not two, not three, not four, the very next generation, because the scripture says that they forsook God after everything they had been through in the very next generation. Once Joshua is dead, once that leadership is dead, that was holding them to account, the very next generation, they had forsaken God and it says that they turned away from God and began to worship idols and reject God and cause um, the destruction within their community because of the fact the judgment of God came upon them because of the fact that they forsook God. And I think about America and I think about the, 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 the um, uh, Gen X, Gen, now Gen Z. I think about the generation I think about my children, my oldest who's 18, my second oldest who's uh, almost 16, and I think about what they're going to be facing. My 18-year-old is part-time taking courses on a college campus. What, what, if we don't prepare them to go in almost like a missionary, to pray up and armor up, they're not only being indoctrinated with this red-green access, this communist, Marxist, socialist, Muslim alliance, um, the, the, the climate hoax, uh, all of the um, sexual perversion, the promotion of, of, of LGBTQ, trans, um, drag, all of these things didn't just happen yesterday three months ago, six months ago, they happen on our watch, parents. They happen on, our, on the watch of our grandparents in this nation. And I saw it, by the way, in Iran. The same thing happened in Iran. When the, when the communist Marxists infiltrated Iran in the 40s, they began to work on the college campuses and the universities. And the Shah of Iran in the 1960s had led a revolution to teach the people again, about their Persian identity, about their Persian history, and not globalism, and not Islam, and not these other things. And there was a pushback, but then in the early 60s and 70s, again, there was a, with outside support, there's always outside support, right? There's always an outside support of infiltration. This doesn't happen in a vacuum. With outside support, they began to once again infiltrate the universities uh, in Iran, uh, in uh, Tehran, uh, with the professors that are Marxist, communist, uh, promoting uh, Marxist, communist, Islamic ideology, uh, painting the picture of how evil and horrible the Shah of Iran is. And that's the same thing in America, right? How evil America is, how racist we are as a nation, that we're white supremacists, that, we're, um, uh, that uh, all white people are, are, are inherently racist, that we're domestic terrorists. This indoctrination... has led to now mobilization. And that's what you're seeing in the streets of America. And that's what you're gonna be seeing, I fear, in 2024. 
I think 2020 was a dress rehearsal. I think the so-called summer of love was a dress rehearsal for 2024 when they're really going to ramp things up and the globalists are funding this. They want the destruction of America. They want the chaos. Chaos creates a new world order. Chaos gives them the opportunity. It's like the chaos of COVID, the lies of COVID, the, de the deception of COVID gave them a great reset, a new world order. And so I want to go to um, some headlines first because I want you to see what's behind. Let's go to the Jihad Watch. Please dry a, a Cornell Jewish students threatened. If you can go to that article there. Look at this, folks. Um, police at Cornell University were called to the school's kosher dining hall. And the campus, Hillel, warned students, that's the Jewish group on campus, Hillel, warned students to stay away from it after anonymous anti-Semitic posts on a Greek life website that included threats to shoot up the building and kill and rape Jewish students. Now, if you followed my show last week, do we have that, Jariah, the um, Jew hatred? I think we have that, don't we? I see it there. The um, third road down there to the right. No, to the, go the other way. There you go. Uh, we did a show, folks, on this last week. Please go watch this. The Alarming Rise of Jew Hatred making sense of this anti-Semitism. And it doesn't really make sense because I, I, I go through that and I show you that it's absolutely just from the pit of hell. It's, it's sheer evil hatred, this Jew hatred. But why would, wh what is the environment that causes this kind of cesspool? Here's some of the text that circulated widely on social media were published Saturday and Sunday after pseudonyms including quote, Hamas, quote, Jew evil, quote, Jew genocide, quote, Hamas warrior, quote, kill Jews. The posts have titles such as, quote, Jewish people need to be killed. Eliminate Jewish living from Cornell campus, end quote. Quote, gonna shoot up 104 West. That's the name of the kosher dining hall. Quote, if I see a pig male Jew, I will stab you and slit your throat read another post by a user called, quote, Hamas, that was viewed directly by the Jewish telegraphic agency. Quote, if I see another pig female Jew, I will drag you away and rape you and throw you off a cliff. If I see another pig baby Jew, I will behead you in front of your parents. That's what's happening on our college campuses. That's what our tax payer money. This is why I've said for so many years that every dime of public money should be cut off to these universities. Let them crash, let them burn down in the sense of, I'm talking about financially, right? Financially. Let them shut their doors. Let them go bankrupt. Because if we're, if our tax dollars are funding this type of indoctrination and mobilization. Now you go, well, these are just some trolls on the internet. But the fact is that there are individuals who are now living in fear. Remember, I, I, I covered the Martin Neumiller quote 
a couple of weeks ago, Pastor Newmiller, where he said, first they came for the socialists and I did nothing. Then they came for the trade unionists and I did nothing. Then they came for the Jews and I did nothing. And then they came for me and there was no one left to help me, to come to my aid. Folks, it's easy to go, oh, well, this doesn't really affect me, but imagine if you were the one, you were the one who had this vile, evil, demonic hatred being communicated to you. And as I showed you last week, this is rooted in Islamic doctrine. The Quran, this evil book, calls Jews apes and pigs and monkeys. So when this quote-unquote user says, if I see a pig male Jew, if I see a pig female Jew, that is rooted in the way that the Quran talks about them. Let's go to what's coming out of the mosques, just so you can see. Uh, Jihad Watch again, please try out. I'm, I'm jumping ahead a little bit. Um, the one on Maryland, Imam. Do you have that one there? Uh, right there. Here we go. Maryland, Imam hails October 7th Jihad massacre as a great victory. This is Maryland, Imam Mahmoud Abdel Hadi. The Muslims and the oppressed will eventually be in control of things. Considering the birth rate of Muslims, October 7th was a great victory like the Viet Cong's Tet Offensive. That is what this Muslim imam said in, 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 in America, but because of supposed free speech, which only goes one way, folks. Don't forget that. Free speech only goes one way. Now, these guys can spew October 21st. Remember I said we're watching the mosques. Remember I said that last week and the week before? After the whole day of jihad and rage, we're watching what the, comes out of the mosques, that they're going to be very open and bold and brazen about what they actually believe, that these Muslims the majority of them are not here in America to assimilate. The majority of them are not here in America for our good and our peace. This is what Islam teaches. I do not hate individual Muslims, but I hate with a passion this evil demonic ideology. And this is why they need the gospel. This is why they need the gospel of Jesus Christ. This is why we must be bold. This is why our ministry just came back from Minnesota where I did a training on how to share Christ with Muslims. And it was attended by 15 people because the churches don't want to know the real way to share Christ with Muslims. They want the placate, oh, we're all friends and we have common ground way. Oh, we all hold hands and Muslims and Christians and Jews all believe in the same God way which doesn't work. There's no power in that false gospel. I went in and did training on the true gospel and the true way of sharing Christ with Muslims, and it was attended by 15 people. And I'll go again for another 15 people. That's okay. 
The church doesn't want to know how to evangelize Muslims. The church doesn't want to know how to evangelize Jews. Same gospel, folks. They don't want to know. They're too busy living their best life now. They're too busy worrying about how we're going to conquer America. Even though America is under judgment for our grievous sins. They're too busy watching football. They're too busy not wanting to be offended. They're too busy wanting to be nice, like the churches in Minnesota. We just want to be nice. They're too busy saying, oh, we're not going to be political. Meanwhile, the Muslims have no problem being political. The Marxists and globalists and communists, socialists have no problem being political. And guess where they're doing it? On those college campuses. But if a Christian group, a conservative group goes on those college campuses, they're going to be beaten up and attacked. And they won't be protected. Because we vacated these areas so long ago because we vacated God. Here's another article uh, from uh, Jihad Watch, Egyptian. Here is in Egypt. This is coming out of Egypt. It's, I just want you to understand what's coming out of the Muslim world. What I taught you last week, that the, what the Quran calls the names for Jews, what, what the, 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 the uh, Sunnah of Muhammad, the, the, the Sahih Bukhari, Sahih Muslim, uh, when, when, when they say Jesus will return to, kill, to break the cross and kill the pigs that came out of the mouth of Muhammad himself. Here is the, let's go bring this up. Egyptian judge speaks out about war in Gaza. Says Allah in Quran transformed Jews into apes and pigs. An Egyptian judge gives a lecture about the war in Gaza at the beginning of his court session. He said that from 1400 years ago, Allah said in the Quran about Jews and Americans that they are like animals. They are pigs and apes. Um, and so this is consistent with what is in the Quran, chapter 2, 63, 65, chapter 5, 59, 60, chapter 7, 166. This is consistent with what the perfect man, according to Islam, the so-called prophet of Islam says. And when you see, let's go to the uh, Michigan Advance. Do you have that one, Jariah? The Hundreds Rally. Did I send that to you? Uh, right there. Hundreds rally in Dearborn to support a, quote, free Palestine. When you see these type of, quote, rallies, victory to the Palestinian resistance, who's behind these groups chanting free Palestine? That Palestine will be free from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free, which again, I've taught you multiple times. That is a death slogan. It is an extermination slogan. From the Jordan River to the, to the Mediterranean Sea, Palestine will be free, meaning that that land will not belong to the Jews. The Jews will be eradicated from the land one way or another, whether they'll be forced out or they'll be murdered. So who are the groups that are behind this? 
student organization representatives from Wayne State University, Michigan State University, University of D Detroit Mercy, attended the Dearborn demonstrations, among others, and offered their support of the so-called Palestinian people. Look at this. Born Jewish and a descendant of Holocaust victims and survivors, Samir Levet later converted to Islam and is the president of Students United for Palestine Rights at Michigan State University. He's calling the Jews the Zionists. Please go back and watch the show that we did. Do we have that one, Drya? Yeah, we do. Defending Biblical Zionism, if we can bring that up. Please go back and watch this show that we did. If you want to know why, I am proudly a Biblical Zionist. I support Zion, Mount Zion, the Jewish right to the land, according to the Bible. Not because of obedience or lack of obedience. It has nothing to do with Jewish behavior. It has to do with the promises of God. And so, here you have a, a Jew who's born Jewish, yet he converts to Islam. That's what Islam does, folks. You see, Islam so confuses, so darkens your heart, because it's from the pit of hell. Because as I showed you last week, it's an antichrist spirit. Did you see our show one more time, or, or one more uh, uh, link there, Drya? The Jihad show, the one that we did. Is Islam a religion of peace or a religion of the Antichrist? Please go watch these shows, folks, if you haven't. Take the time. And so I want to highlight one of these organizations that's called Students for Justice in Palestine. It's a very interesting article that unmasks them. Can we bring that uh, article up, please? Students for Justice in Palestine. Right there. So here is this article that's talking about all of these Students for Justice in Palestine groups that are across America. Now remember, the Muslim Brotherhood and their MSAs, their Muslim Student Associations, are also behind the Students for Justice. Because why? As I said to you last week, don't forget that it was the Muslim Brotherhood that started Hamas. The Islamic Association of Palestine, IAP. That's what the Muslim Brotherhood started. And the IAP morphed into Hamas. And then when Hamas was labeled in 1990, uh, 1993 as a... So it was started in 18, 1987. In 1993, it was labeled by the United States Department and multiple other nations as a terrorist organization. And so in 1994, then the Muslim Brotherhood started a group called CARE, the Council on American-Islamic Relations. CARE today is Hamas. The Muslim Students, uh, Student Association is carrying the water of Hamas. It's one and the same, folks. Student for Justice is Hamas. But this article, can you go back to that image for a second, please, Drya? You can see in the article, I don't know if you can see in there, uh, can we maybe zoom it in a little bit and then bring it back up? Because I, I wanted to see if they could, um, if, if they can uh, see those posters. Um, because, folks, 
what they're wearing, what they're carrying, what they're saying is um, consistent. Here's the image. You see there where it says again, free Palestine from the river to the sea. Okay. So please understand anytime you hear that slogan, it is a slogan of extermination. There is no two state solution. There is no coexisting. It means that's our land. We want it back. We're going to do whatever it takes to get it back. We're going to free that area. The Jews to, to, to heck with them. We're going to either kick them out or we're going to kill them. Also, please go back just for a second. Um, Look at the other sign there. It says, uh, resistance is justified from Ferguson to Gaza. Israel equals racism and genocide. So you notice that then you have the mixing. For example, go ahead and come back to me, please. For example, in 2015, the head of care, Nihad Awad, the head of care, again, Muslim Brotherhood in America, at their uh, yearly conference said, Black Lives Matter is our matter. Black Lives Campaign is our campaign. So they mix themselves with Black Lives Matter, then with Antifa. So in 2020, when you saw the so-called Summer of Love, you saw Antifa, Black Lives Matter, you saw them working with the Muslim Brotherhood in the background. When again, the George Floyd in, in Minneapolis and, and in Ferguson, as, as this image was talking about, when you had these quote-unquote race riots, and, and, and mass looting and rioting and burning and chaos, the Muslims were there. They were just behind the scenes. They had Muslim militias. We identified this. This time around, it's flipped. The Muslims are in the forefront. And the Marxists and the communists and the socialists and the globalists, they're, in the, they're behind Oh, by the way, don't forget, remember the queers for Palestine and the LGBT for Palestine. Talk about being absolutely deluded. You think the Muslims are going to be favorable to the queers, to the homosexuals, to the trans? No, they're going to they're going to kill you. They're going to first of all they're going to turn on you like they have in Michigan where when they get the upper hand, city of Hamtramck, right? They turn no more supporting the LGBTQ, no more supporting the feminist, the leftist, the Democrat socialist. No more. Because now they have power. The same thing will happen in Minneapolis soon. Same thing in New York. But you think when they get Sharia, when they're living under Sharia, what do you think they're going to do to the homosexuals? to the drag queens, to the queers. They're going to beat them up. They're going to kill them. And so the Students for Justice is really the Muslim Brotherhood. It's really Hamas. And this article goes through and, and, and connects um, the entirety of the, what's called the BDS movement, boycott, divest, divest, divestion, and divesture and sanctions. It goes through the so-called apartheid week. It goes through all of the history, the connection to Hamas on Berkeley, um, 
Brandeis University. It goes through multiple, multiple um, campuses across the United States that have been victimized by anti-Semitic vandalism, verbal attacks, outright violence at the hands of who? These activists. Students for Justice is a byproduct of American Muslims for Palestine, AMP. That was formed um, by, it says, an organization whose leaders were, formed, were former members of Palestinian and Islamic terrorist organizations. AMP was founded in 2005 by the, by the former leaders of three organizations, Kind Hearts, the Islamic Association for Palestine, and the Holy Land Foundation for Relief and Development. If you remember last week, I covered the Holy Land Foundation is the foundation that was funded by the Muslim Brotherhood in Texas. Documents showed that they were funneling $12 million minimum to Hamas. That was the largest terror financing trial in American history until, until Barack Hussein Obama became president. Eric Holder became the head of the Justice Department. They shut the trial down. They buried the evidence. And the very groups that were about to be indicted as co-conspirators, which was all the Muslim Brotherhood front groups like CARE, like the MSA, Muslim Student Association, all of them then, all of those indictments went away, thanks to, excuse me, to, 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 to Obama. This has been going on for decades, for years. And now you are seeing this virulent Jew hatred. It is nothing new, folks. It is a hatred of America. It is a hatred of Jews. And I'm not talking about the government of Israel. I'm not talking, by the way, Dry, um, I don't know if you got this one or not. I sent it kind of late. But uh, um, Netanyahu, oh, you get, you get that one. Good. Look at this, folks. Netanyahu sets the record straight, accuses top generals of not warning him about Hamas invasion and planned attack. Um, but now we know more about what was happening behind the scene. He tweeted out that his top generals did not warn him. Um, the Jewish press reported, it should be pointed out that the coalition of left-wing groups and media that attacked Netanyahu relentlessly in 2011 to prove that insane deal, while the right was adamantly against it, it's almost identical to the left media coalition that later ignited the Balfour protest demanding his resignation in 2019. But it appears the military leaders, um, I'm trying to get this here. Oh, I'm sorry, here we go. Israeli Prime Minister Yenyano said they took a jab at his intelligence chiefs, saying they never warned him Hamas was planning its wide-scale attack and causing a political uproar and a rift. And so what is that about? Well, that is about what we were saying that I've been saying from October 7th, that somewhere there was a stand down order. Somewhere there was not just an intelligence failure, but individuals within the Israeli government and the Israeli intelligence knew, they knew, and they, they removed 
security. They removed military assets from down the south. They allowed this to happen. And we can only speculate of all of the bigger things. And that is not an anti-Jewish statement. I am factually telling you that I do not trust the Israeli government, just like I do not trust the American government. I believe that I have been absolutely fair and, and, and absolutely in a right place. I have not blanket supported the Israeli government or even the secular Jewish people. But I have vehemently, vehemently and strongly defended the right of the Jewish people to be in the land from Scripture. Everything from the Word of God. Everything from Bible prophecy. Everything from the Abrahamic covenant. Everything from the promises of God. And everything about how the Bible talks about Zion. Meanwhile, as that's happening here, Look what's happening in American soil that we've been warning you about with our border. Let's go to that article, Wide Open Border. If you have that, please dry out. A hundred uh, Syrians and 50 Iranians cross U.S. border in October alone. These are the ones that were caught earlier this month after the attacks on one of the most secure borders in the world. That's Israel, folks. By comparison, the U.S. border is a joke, right? We know that Border Patrol is letting them in under the orders of the Obiden administration. In 2021 and 2022, U.S. Customs and Border Patrol encountered 15 of 98 individuals between ports of entry, respectively. 2023 has reportedly seen 172 individuals that are, uh, these are special interests. These are the ones that are linked to terrorist nations. According to Breitbart Exclusive, 100 Syrians and 50 Iranians were caught crossing the open border in October alone. These are uh, Iranian nationals apprehended. These are the ones that were apprehended in multiple sectors across the southern border. The Iranian national was discovered within a single group of more than 300 that crossed into a smaller border city. We know this because they are working with Venezuela, they're working with Colombia, particularly Venezuela. They're coming up across the southern border. The United Nations gives these individuals a corridor to come up all the way. And folks, this is very alarming for what is going to happen on American soil. We have to pray for a hedge of protection, not because we deserve it, out of God's mercy. We got to pray for the awakening in our land. We got to pray, as I said earlier, for the boldness. But What's happening on our college campuses is not happening out of a vacuum. It did not happen by accident. It has been intentional. It has been orchestrated. It has been for decades. And it has now become this cesspool. Where you're seeing here, um, here's another one. Uh, this is not specifically with the college campuses, but just so you understand, 
uh, let's go to that gateway pun, the Jewish journalist in New York City receives rape, death threats from Palestinian sympathizers, hires bodyguard. Can I ask you a question, folks? Those in the Christian community who want to equate some sort of equity to, uh, go ahead and please come back to me, Dry, uh, equity to, um, well, what, what, what Hamas did was bad, but what Israel is doing is bad as well. And maybe there's a different way of Israel being able to weed out all these Islamic jihadists, uh, that is Hamas, but all their sympathizers, two-thirds of the, two-thirds, polls have repeatedly shown that two-thirds of the people in Gaza support Hamas and support what Hamas was doing and did. So don't tell me that every Gazan is innocent, but there are innocent people. There are those who reject. And when they're trying to leave Gaza, what happens? It is Hamas that fires upon them. It is Hamas that is blocking the corridors to go down to the Sinai, to get out of of that area. It is Hamas that is putting their rockets um, near hospitals, near mosques, near schools. It is Hamas. We now find out, I covered this in my prophecy update last Friday, we find out now that the Shifa hospital, that underneath the Shifa hospital is the largest Hamas headquarters. It's all underground. It's all tunnels, folks. A Hamas spokesman recently came out and said, hey, those tunnels are not for protecting Gazans. They're for protecting Hamas so that all these bombs can't kill us. They don't care about their own people. So all those who want to give moral equivalency Can I ask you, are we, is anybody that's pro-Israel or supporting Israel or pro-Jewish as I am, are any of us calling for the murder of Palestinians? Are any of us calling for Palestinians in America or Muslims in America to be hunted down, to be raped, to be, uh, have their, their throats slit, to be burned? Do we call them pigs, apes, monkeys? Do you hear Christians that support Zion and and the right of the Jewish people? Do you hear us? Yet where is the massive condemnation from within the church of all of these Muslims and all these Muslim organizations that are working with, again, the, the Marxists and the socialists and the communists and the globalists? Where is the condemnation? No, no, instead, we gotta worry about Islamophobia. Because we can't fear Muslims. No, I'm not telling you to fear Muslims. I'm telling you to, for the church to get up out of our pews, get up off our butts, pray for the Holy Spirit, and go boldly share the gospel. But understand that if you do not, that the majority of those Muslims in America have an agenda, the majority are not peaceful, Because this indoctrination that you see coming out of the mosque, the teachings, everything, everything that they're, that they're saying, what they really mean, what they really believe. And we want to keep denying, oh, that's not what they really mean. I mean, they don't really mean they want to create another, another Holocaust. Yes, that's what they mean. That's what they want. They want another Holocaust. And that's why it was very interesting. Let's go to this article. Um, Drya from, uh, by the way, no, before we do that, let's quickly go to what happened in Russia. You guys may have seen this. Do you have the article first? The Times of Israel. 
Um, right here, I'll bring this up real quick and then we can quickly just play that video. Uh, Ryer Storm Airport in Russia's Dagestan. Now, listen, Dagestan is a major Muslim majority area of Russia. This is uh, in Chechnya. This is where all these radical, again, I don't use the word radical, but all these fundamentalist Muslims are. So what happened is um, they found out that um, the, there was a flight either from Israel or to, I think, from Israel, and they broke out into the terminal. Where are the police in the airport? This is happening in an airport. I guarantee you the police in the airport were helping them. Mobs break into terminal on tarmac, responding to call to, quote, avenge Gaza. Airport eventually cleared, 60 arrested. Uh, PM urges Moscow to protect all Israeli citizens, all Jews. Um, let's go to the video. Do we have the video? 59 seconds. Let's play this really quick, folks. Um, of This is what it looked like inside the airport. Go ahead. So that was in Dagestan, and you can see them going through the airport, shouting Allah Akbar, which means Allah is the greatest, the, 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 the highest. Uh, they were sh shouting takbir, takbir, which means to, for them to keep shouting Allah Akbar. Uh, uh, and, 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 and you see the mob, right, the fomenting. Again, how many times can I tell you, folks, this is an antichrist spirit. That's why they foment such anger and such rage, because it's an antichrist spirit. And they're hunting down throughout the airport, a supposedly a secure airport. They're hunting for Jews. So do they want another Holocaust? That's exactly what they want. Do they, does Islam want the extermination of the Jewish people? That's exactly what they want. Can it coexist? Can Islam coexist with Christianity and Judaism? No, it will never coexist. It must be destroyed. And the Lord Jesus Christ, upon his return, will destroy it. As I covered in my prophecy update, I believe that there are certain wars that are coming about that are going to probably greatly weaken the Muslim world. I think the Psalm 83 war is real. It's not just spiritual. Then I think that's going to happen before the Gog-Magog war. Then, of course, the tribulation. So during this time, not only is God going to be dealing with Israel, God's going to be dealing with Islam. And we need to pray that these Muslims will come to salvation because the only thing that will change this rage and this anger and this hatred is the gospel of Jesus Christ. But this is why it was so interesting. Let's go to the Jerusalem Post article, please, Drya, that uh, the representative, Israeli ambassador to the UN, uh, Gilad Erdin, right there. And I, I want you to keep this image up, please, for, a mi uh, for about a minute, Drya. Um, 
they, during his speech, wore yellow stars of David at the UN Security Council meeting on Monday, bearing the message, never again. Now, this is interesting because uh, Yad Vashem, which is the uh, uh, Holocaust Museum in, in Jerusalem, uh, some of their spokesmen came out and said, no, this is appalling. Uh, this is, um, uh, you know, disrespectful to the Jews who died in the Holocaust. I disagree. That's liberal Jew- Jewism talking. This is... They're doing this because they're saying, look, we're seeing evidence. We're seeing evidence that things are looking like 1938 Germany, 1939 Germany. I covered that last week about the Jew hatred, right? I said, this is what it's looking like. So the fact that they're going, and here's what he said. He said, quote, when Jewish babies were burned in Auschwitz, the world was silent. And today, Jewish babies were burned in Bieri and the towns of the South by the Nazi Hamas, and the world is still silent. This is after the response that the United Nations Security Council will not condemn Hamas, but yet they blame Israel. Guterres, I covered that last week, right? The, the uh, uh, Secretary General to the United Nations came out and said this attack did not happen in a vacuum, blaming the Jews and the so-called occupiers. He then goes on to say, uh, Erdogan, Quote, I will make you remember the shame of your silence every time you look at me. I will wear the yellow patch until the Nazi Hamas is eliminated and until the Security Council stops being silent and condemns the October 7th massacre. Some of you have learned nothing in the last 80 years. Some of you have forgotten why the United Nations was founded. So I will remind you from today on, every time you look at me, you will remember. When my grandfather and his children were sent to Auschwitz, the world was silent. When his wife and their seven children were sent to the gas chambers, the world was silent. When their bodies were burned alongside millions of other Jewish children, the world was silent, Erdogan said, comparing the silence of the UN about the Hamas massacre on October 7th to the silence of international community regarding the horrors of the Holocaust. If this council had convened in June 1944, it would have dealt with the amount of fuel the Nazis had and the high death toll Germany had had compared to Britain. The point, his point was, was that when Britain was attacked and when Europe was attacked, when the Holocaust was happening, when the Allies attacked Germany, a- attacked Berlin, there was a greater death toll in Germany than there was from the other attacks because there was no moral equivalency. It wasn't a tit for tat. It wasn't a one for one because they knew they had to stop the Nazis. They had to stop the Nazi expansion and the Nazi ideology, or else it would be the end of the world. And so this is the same today. It is absolutely grieving that Gazans are being killed. It is absolutely grieving that Arabs, who Palestinians are really Arabs, are being killed because their own people, their own so-called government in Hamas and the uh, uh, and the Muslim world doesn't care. They don't want them in their countries. As I said, not one Arab nation is willing to take these refugees. There's a corridor that's open to the south in Egypt. There's a corridor that could be open to Jordan, but not one of these nations wants those people. The Saudis, the Qataris, the, uh, um, the United Arab Emirate, none of them want the Arab Palestinians, none. What does that tell you? What does that tell you? And so there is no moral equivalency when you have to go in and destroy your enemy 
And the question is, could they do it better? Could they do it more surgically? I'm sure they probably could try. But when you don't understand, I was there in Starot, when you see the underground networks, when you see like the cartel has in the southern border between the southern border and America, when you see these sophisticated, sophisticated underground tunnels with supplies, food, fuel, air, light, uh, weapons, they can last under there for years. Uh, he goes on to say, you would have called for a ceasefire even before the Russians took over Stalingrad. My grandfather's story is a horror story of another time, of a distant time of unimaginable hatred, a time about which until three weeks ago we, never, we said never again, but never again happened again. Hamas, they are modern Nazis. Remember Hamas is Muslim Brotherhood. Muslim Brotherhood worked with the Nazis. That's a factual statement. For their appalling inhumane violence to their uh, ideology that calls for the extermination of the Jews. Hamas is not looking for a solution to the conflict. They are not interested in dialogue. The only solution Hamas is interested in is the final solution, the extermination of the Jewish people. That is absolutely correct. And then he goes on to call Ayatollah Khomeini, or Khomeini, the leader of uh, Iran, the new fearer. He calls Ismail Haniyeh, the leader of Hamas. He says he's not Adolf Hitler. He is not the fearer. He's a leader of a death cult. Hitler's Third Reich wanted to create a thousand-year empire spanning continents just as Khomeini envisions his radical Shiite hegemony spanning the region and beyond. But folks, it's not just Iran. It's not just Hamas. I'm trying to tell you it's Islam. Islam wants to expand its hegemony and they're working with the globalists and their place of indoctrination and mobilization one more time is on college campuses. The college campuses of America have become the cesspools of this Muslim and Marxist mobilization. They don't just indoctrinate, they now mobilize them as their little armies. And we have to defund and we have to take our kids back. We got to take our children back. We got to take our young people back. We need to create Christian schools and Christian higher education schools again. Create alternative systems. You can't redeem these universities, in my opinion. You can't. They're too far gone. They need to be shut down. They need to die. They need to come to an end Take all the money. Take all the resources. Stop funding them. And we need to proclaim Christ. Folks, the King of Kings and Lord of Lords is coming back soon. We are in the last days. And we know that great evil and great hatred will increase in the last days. The world is not getting better. It's getting worse. But in the meantime, I want to encourage you. In the meantime, I want to say to you that we must continue to occupy. We must continue to stand our ground. We must continue to proclaim the gospel. We must continue to understand that this evil is not happening from nowhere. It is because there has been a vacuum of righteousness, 
of holiness, of God's people standing morally, justly, whether it's on college campuses or whether it's in the, in the quote-unquote public schools or even in our churches or even in our government. Where we do not occupy, where we do not stand, evil advances. When we vacate evil advances, in this case, once it's been vacated, it's too late. It's too late. You must start again. Just like I don't think most of our school systems are redeemable. I don't think most of our universities are redeemable. And so I pray for great boldness. I pray as we understand that the day of the Lord is soon approaching. As we see Bible prophecy being fulfilled before our very eyes, as we should see. Sadly, most of the church doesn't see. We should understand the urgency. Wherever you are, ask God to use you to witness to Jews, to witness to Muslims, to witness to the lost. Wherever you are, pray that God will give you boldness in your faith. Wherever you are, stand your ground. Do not be afraid of this evil. Do not be afraid of this violence. Now, armor up and arm up. Be ready to defend yourself and your home and your family and your community and your church. Be ready to be that person who will defend the mall, the school, the hospital, the movie theater. You saw the guy that was at the amusement park in Colorado. There was a come to Jesus moment. I don't know whatever happened. He was fully armed to go attack and kill people at, the, at that amusement park. And then he ended up killing himself. 22-year-old guy, fully armed. There are sick people in this nation and in this world. People are hurting, people are lost, and people are filled with vile anger, as you see coming out of these Muslims, Marxists. And there's only one thing that will fix that, and that's the gospel of Jesus Christ. So our ministry is here to expose the works of darkness, our ministry is here to correct error, and our ministry is here to equip the saints. We must do all three, not one or the other. All three. And so I pray today that we understand that what's happening on our college campuses, what's happening at the United Nations, I think that it's absolutely appropriate for them to wear that yellow star. But as I showed you last week, Islam brought yellow to subjugate Jews and Christians long before Hitler did. They've been doing it for 1,400 years throughout multiple Islamic empires. The yellow is a sign of subjugation, of dimitude, of lesser than. And we as Christians must stand and proclaim all are made in the image of God. All are equal in the eyes of God. I do not hate individual Muslims, just as you should not hate individual Jews. I do not hate an individual just because they wear a certain attire. I hate the ideology and the deception behind that. I hate Islam with a passion. I hate anti-Semitism. I hate white supremacy. because we should proclaim Christ's supremacy.
So I pray that you will wake up, mobilize, armor up. Thank you for being with us today. Sorry we went long. There's so much to cover in these shows recently. I'll be back with you Thursday night for another live show, 8 o'clock Eastern. If you want to support our ministry, please uh, prayerfully consider a one-time donation, tillministry.com slash donate. You can also mail in a check if you like. Uh, here's our P.O. Box 4523, P.O. Box 4523, Maryville, Tennessee, 37802. Please make checks payable to Truth and Love or Truth and Love Ministry. If you would like to support our church plant, we are prayerfully looking to, uh, drive, you can come back to me for a second. We're prayerfully looking to um, um, launch our public church services Sunday nights at 6 o'clock Eastern time on November 26th. Pray for that. We're meeting, uh, and then we'll be, in December, we'll be launching uh, two house churches here locally. We have a third house church that we're working with folks in Georgia. And then after that, we will be working. We have, been, uh, uh, we have had communication from 30 different cities, 30 different people in 30 different cities who want to start house churches. And we will be working on that at the beginning of the year once we get our work established here in East Tennessee and get our local church established. Uh, so please pray for us if you want to support that. You can also make a donation to that. Just go to our tillministry.com slash church page. You can make a donation there to the church. And then, of course, I want to thank all of our Gideon Army. Uh, thank you for every one of you who is a member of our Gideon Army of 300 uh, who pray for us and support us on a regular basis. You are the lifeline of this ministry. Thank you so much for keeping us going. And if you want to join our Gideon Army, click on our page there on our website and find out. This is Pastor Sharam Hadian. Uh, stand your ground. Be, 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 um, pray that God would equip you and educate you to all that is going on. Again, expose the works of darkness, correct uh, wrong, correct error, and then equip the saints for the work of the ministry. That's what we ought to be doing. And then, of course, glorifying Him above all else, the name that is above every other name, the name that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess, Jesus Christ, Lord, Lion of the tribe of Judah, is coming back soon. By the way, by the way, I, I know we're over time. i got to cover this real quick. Go to that Palestinian flag. Go to that Palestinian flag. Uh, no, the image right there. I forgot to mention this, folks. Look at this Palestinian flag, okay? You see the colors there? Red and green. Red is the Marxist communist. Green is the color of Islam. And then white and black are the colors of Muslim conquest. Those colors are the, co are the colors of, the, of, of battle and of the caliphate. Uh, black is the battle flag. That's why ISIS has the black flags. White is the color of the caliphate. It represents Islamic dominance. So they're working with the red and green. If you go to Revelation chapter 6 and you look at the four horsemen of the apocalypse, what are the colors of the four horsemen of the apocalypse? The four horsemen of, of the first four seals. The white horse, the red horse, the black horse, the pale green horse. Those are the four colors of the Antichrist spirit and the Antichrist movement. Look at these colors, folks. Red, the white horse, the red horse, the green horse, the black horse. This symbolizes, go ahead and please come back to me. This symbolizes, this should show, tell you everything you, you, you need to know about the spirit that is behind this movement, what is happening. This is not just a Palestinian Israel thing. This is a God versus devil thing. This is the Antichrist spirit and we're seeing it manifest. Just a little extra tidbit there for you. God bless you. We'll see you on Thursday night.